Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Rain City Supercars. I'm 50% of Rain City Supercars. I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and also deaf because our mic gain is turned up louder, so you can hopefully hear us better. And all of our breathing. You're I'm welcome. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can thank Amanda because she had to turn up the volume in her car. Yeah, so as much as I'd love to punch somebody in, in, at iTunes in the throat, and I would if I could... See, if you go to a, like, uh, I don't know, any podcast app, it'll actually automatically change levels for you, and it, you won't have to compensate with your volume controls. But I get it. A lot of yeah. people have iPhones. I'm probably going to get one next, if I'm being perfectly honest, just for the better social media aspects of it. But it does drive me nuts how crappy some software is when it comes to this. And you It's know, nice that they have to compensate, and we don't, Dan. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, that's a win-win for us. Yeah, so we are. We do have a solution in the works for the volume levels, so don't worry. There is stuff coming up, and we are going to fix it, but uh, we're just working with what we got. So we're, we're thankful you listen and turn up your volume to listen to it. Actually, we're just thankful you listen, period. Pretty much, yeah. It, it's been... This is going to be one of those... Uh, in in uh, in between podcasts, I'm going to say. Yeah, we do have some great stuff to talk about. We do have some good topics to talk about, but we are switching between a few topics today. Um, yeah, yeah. My meds have worn off, so I could switch at any time. Yes, Nick is still sick, uh, so thank you for being here, Nick. Yeah, I do apologize for all that, but um, for some reason, I've been blessed with this cough, and I try and um, edit them all out. So if there's any like weird spacing on that last episode, that's because I was literally trying to edit out the yeah. poor guy's coughing. <laughs> Well, I mean, all right, so we're. Th- I'm just going to put this out here, even though I somewhat, if you don't know, and you know me and my family, we, we've had a loss. Uh, unfortunately, our little dog, Bart, uh, passed away when we were on vacation, and that has kind of taken a toll on my health, and I've been sick, and I haven't quite gotten better, and I'm working on it, but uh, we're kind of working through that, and it's unfortunate, but um, it was a situation that happened when we were on vacation, and I've gotten a lot of wonderful messages from a lot of people, and I really appreciate it, and... It's weird to talk about this, but it, I just feel like it's, it, sort of, it sort of defines why I'm still sick, and I'm like, yeah. I haven't quite crawled out of that hole yet. So. If you know anything about Nick and I at all, you know that we are both huge dog people, and so it hasn't been happy, which is why we delayed a week on our podcast, but anyway... Um, off to, I mean, off to the fun stuff. Off to the fun stuff. Well, We've had a great time. So, um, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, because I had to come back because of that, I was able to attend our very good friend and past guest, Kevin Beach's birthday. In Bellingham, which uh, I love Bellingham. I love going up there. I love Fairhaven. It's a town I used to go up to a lot when I was in high school because I grew up in Arlington. I used to escape up there, the back roads, Vietnam. And you went on weekends, right, when there was no school? Yeah, totally. I never skipped school to go up there when the roads were empty. That would be bad, Dan. Very bad. Kids stay in school. You might end up unless like the us. weather's nice and Chuck and Nuts open. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we I, we 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 uh, had had a wonderful opportunity. Judy invited us up to uh, his birthday party. Um, usually, when people invite us places, they want us to serve food, but she actually wanted us to come as guests, which was nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as a birthday present to Kevin. Kevin let us drive one of his cars. I'm not really sure how that works. It's his birthday and we get to drive his McLaren? Yeah, I, uh, I'm still kind of coming down from that high, if I'm being perfectly honest. There's, there's great cars, and then there's cars on the level of that. And this is not your standard MP4. We've talked about it before. We get to drive my dream car, literal dream car, the, the obtainable one anyway, not the fantasy car like the McLaren F1 LM, but the 675 LT Spider, which... Is if I could buy anything on the road today, this is the car I would buy. Uh, even if I had more money to spend, it is still the car I would buy. 
it makes my Z06 feel slow and <laughs> it makes it feel like it handles poorly. <laughs> and it's kind of, it's just, it's impossible to really describe what driving a car on that level is like. If you've driven one, you understand it, but I don't even have the words. Like I literally am still kind of coming down from the experience. Cause I mean, I feel extremely lucky to ever get behind the wheel of a car like that. And I, I mean, I know Kevin knows me well enough to know that we're not going to go out there and beat on his car and crash or anything like that. So, but I did get the chance to actually drive it, not just put around town while somebody next to me judges me harshly and says, be very careful with my just car. So we're clear. You did put around town initially. Oh, I did. <laughs> oh, I definitely did. It was amazing. You slow cruise through Bellingham with me in the passenger seat. Fairhaven. And I kept, I'm sorry. Yeah. And I, I, I kept waiting for you to go get out. She's getting in, <laughs> which I wouldn't have blamed you. <laughs> Any one of the three. I wouldn't have blamed you. So, so this is kind of a funny thing. And, and it's, I was, de- I was debating in my head, even talking about this, but it is a really weird phenomenon when you're in cars of that level, guys with 488s and rec- and Huracans and cars like that, that are super recognizable by brand name, they get a set, certain level of attention from guys and girls. When you're in a car, nobody recognizes and up there, if you don't know cars, you don't know what a 675 LT is. Most people don't even know what a McLaren is if they're not car people. But I mean, for all of you listening, that's probably like, well, duh, I know what a McLaren is. But if you're not a car person, you certainly don't know what a 675 LT is or its status. And so we're driving through Fairhaven, which Fairhaven is still a very small town. And I might as well have just Wait driven us. I thought we were in Bellingham. What, what? Fairhaven Did is. Did I a... not know where the hell we were? No. Oh, Okay. <laughs> So Fairhaven is right next to Bellingham. It's like a suburb of Bellingham. Oh, okay. Then I was confused. Yeah, I apologize. So it, it gets techni- technically, I think it is Bellingham. I don't think Fairhaven. Yeah, it is Fairhaven. I mean, anyway. So it's right next to Bellingham, Bellingham Bay. So we're driving through town, and people are literally just kind of stopping. They don't go. They don't, like, whatever four-way stop rules you have, people just kind of stop and be like, just go ahead. I want to look at the car. And I have arrow mode up. So the rear wing's, like, half-lifted. And I'm, we're not going fast through town at ever, ever. Mostly because I'm terrified of scraping that beautiful dry carbon front bumper. So I'm being super careful with it. But the reactions people get to a car like that, my car would have been invisible next to it. Well, I mean, I think I think you're right. You you people that don't understand cars or don't care about cars still look at that car because it still looks like an alien coming down the street, no matter what you, you know, if you know nothing about cars, you still look at a car like that and know it's something special. Yeah. It's one of those cars. And you can tell by the fit and finish that it's not a Fiero underneath that somebody took and put a body kit on. Yeah. And the way it sounds and everything else. So we rolled down, I rolled down to, um, Bellingham Bay, I forget the name of Bayview Park down there where Woods Coffee is, one of my favorite little spots. And I rolled through there and rolled back up and we're rolling up. We're kind of stuck in traffic (laughs) And Bellingham's a college town, by the way. And so there's these three girls getting out of a car, ready to go down to the beach. And we have the top down and no music on or anything. We're just laughing. And I look over and she looks over and she goes, hey. (laughs) And Nick just starts dying laughing. I was like, should I get out? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was was very... Heartfelt. Her, her, hey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, let me see your wallet. No. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. It's like, it's not uh, mine. It's hey. in the center console because these seats are so tight I can't sit on it. <laughs> yeah. But then we had some fun. We went up, we went down Chuckanut and may have had to go around a few cars, but it was fine. And If any laws were broken, I think the second driver was broke the laws more than you did uh, slightly whoever a he bit. was um but <laughs> so the only way i can describe driving a car like that that even remotely gets it accurate is it's like driving versus riding a leader bike on the road 
It's that kind of acceleration. It's that kind of handling where it's just razor sharp, precise handling. And the amount of acceleration that car has in the mid range is it's impossible to really describe until you drive a car like that. Uh, I hope everybody listening to this has at some point in their life, a goal to experience something like that because it's pretty life changing as a car enthusiast. And I've driven, like we said, Nick and I have driven a lot of cars, including the P1 and the 570 and the MP412C. I haven't driven a 650 or a 720 yet. Um, I'm hoping to drive a 650 because I really want one and I can't afford the 675. But the, the way the 650 prices are coming down, that's definitely on my radar for the future. But it just, I mean, they made the 570 feel slow, which is insane because the 570 is fast as hell and the MP4 as well. It, I mean, McLaren has always produced a better car every time they come out. I mean, you know, you're starting to look at some of the numbers coming out of the Senna now. Yeah. And you're wondering, you know, and, and there's this mysterious, I forgot what they're, call, what they're calling it now, the project that's coming out, which is basically another center seat yeah, it's car F- like the F1 McLaren replacement. F1. And, and I can't imagine after, you know, what, what they did with the P1 and, and surprising everybody. And then, you know. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. I think it's, it's BP23. Right now, all I've seen is basically it's a 720 with a center seat. That's the most they've got. From well, it, I think that's I'm, the test car right now. But yeah, they've been the sending car. out. If, if you have pre-ordered one, you get you get this model and it is just the it's a rough model of the seats. So huh. it's this, um, you know, who I saw that had one is uh, Manny. Oh, what's his name? He's famous in the car world. He's got he's got um, that new Koenigsegg uh, Phoenix, and he's got a P1 and a Bugatti Wire. He's on. He's really nice guy. I don't know what he does, but his office he keeps all his cars there, and he has the 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 statue sitting on his desk. Nice. So, well, I'm sure it'll be amazing because it's McLaren, and they have yet to make a car I don't like. Uh, even the Senna in person looks amazing. It's seeing it in photos did not do it justice. Thank God. Uh, much like the 720. I didn't like the 720 and in photos. Where did you see a Senna? They had him down at uh, Pebble Beach. Oh, sorry. It, sorry. I, you, when you were hanging out with your grandfather, uh, you know, uh, Jay Leno. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The funny thing is, is I still have yet to see the one car I want to see from my childhood, and that's a Vector W8. And we talked about this. Yeah, What was did. the yellow one that John had up here? The M12. That was the M12, because that had the VM, that, that had the Lamborghini V12. In yeah, it was okay. a twin-turbo V8. It, it's dated and ugly and i still want one really bad but anyway you saw wait, wait a minute speaking of, along those lines you were at pebble and i was looking at our photo i was looking at our photos that you took and you took a photo of that very unique pininfarina ferrari that almost looks like a vector yeah it's a it was a concept they did that is now road legal it's just because it's been so long yeah, yeah. and it's just this wedge yeah. it's it's really awkward to describe like you can see the tires through the fenders the fenders kind of wrap around the tires if anybody if anybody hasn't seen it they should look at the photos okay Sorry. i was just that i was chatting with amanda today about that so i was i had i had not seen our photos yet so <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah they're on facebook too actually if everyone make it easier but they're better on the site but anyway uh so driving the 675 because we actually did get to drive this thing more than i i, I putted it around town to just kind of get a feel for the car and we could kind of explore it a little without being at speed but as much fun as town was i mean this thing when you get it out in the curves of chuckanut you unleash a dragon. I don't even know how else to describe it. It's just, <laughs> it's insanity. I, I think it's a car that is easily driven fast and easily driven slow. And I and I was telling you about this earlier. Like, it's a, it's a car that I feel you could definitely drive all the time. It really could. Yeah, I could I'm, drive this thing down to California, no problem. Yeah, but my point is, like, I mean, I've had the opportunity to drive the P1, and I... 
if you've ever been in a, in a true monocoque chassis like that, where it's a true lightweight car that's not built really for the road, you hear every single thing, which is, I mean, every rock and everything. And it doesn't make it necessarily the most drivable experiences because as you're driving, even if it's not your car, you're going, oh, that's going to cost me. That's going to cost me. <laughs> the 675 LT was so responsive. The steering was so responsive. I mean, it was just... It, it, point and shoot is, is is an understatement for that car. Yeah, we were driving around it. Just, I mean, I was taking, I took it pretty easy down chucking it to start. Where I was, it's there's a few twenty five, actually, I think there's a couple twenty mile an hour corners too. We even took, and I hit them at not quite double the speed because even in an, any performance car, double the speed on one of those suggested corners is not really pushing it, and it felt like I could do it at four times that. It just oh. there was just no give at all. It was no drama so stuck to the road and it just as soon as you power out of an apex you're just laughing like a child it's just well and i was relating it to a friend of, of mine um you know it's it's sort of like you come to a point it's it's like it was like doing graph in in algebra and in geometry you come to a point and all of a sudden you go in another direction it's not like a curve it's just like we're going this way and now we're going that way <laughs> it was so responsive sitting in the passenger seat and really taking in how responsive the car is and, and listening to the car and it, I mean, the car wasn't struggling at all. To I mean, it was no, like, and the downshifts are instantaneous. And if you try and slowly rev it through, and you're just easy on it, the car res responds really easy. But you can feel the turbos building. But if you downshift, and it's instant spool. If you put it in first gear and take it to about 42 miles an hour, and then nail it into second, it backfires like it's it's shooting a gun. It literally sounds like that. I'm pretty sure we may have terrified somebody on a bicycle, which I'm really happy to about. To somebody's. They were in the way, and they were in the middle of the road, and they, they weren't wearing helmets. So there's my explanation. <laughs> well, they were paying attention after we drove by them. But uh, yeah, so Chuck and I, that car, it's the perfect car for anything. But man, I, if, I said it before, but if you ever have the, the opportunity I'd to drive... I'd even take that car to Costco. Yeah. I really would. Yeah, it's, like, re it's really easy to drive. It's just... It's, I'm just thinking, I was trying to think of, a, of, of, you know, and I've tried to think about something that I didn't like about the car. I've always tried to do that. Oh, yeah. And it was the computer system that, that runs the lift system and the fact that, you know, a lot of the, the Huracans and the Spiders, or the, the Ferraris and stuff like that, you push a button, the nose comes up, you push a button, the nose goes down. Some of them, you just push a button, the nose goes up, and if you drive fast enough, the nose comes down. With the McLaren, and I'm sure this would change if I owned the car and I knew the system, you have to go through the whole computer system, find the icon for the car, then pull, pull the stick in the right direction to get the nose to come up. And as we were trying to go up to Kevin's house to take the car back, which was the hardest decision we've ever made yeah, as, like, as business partners. I was like, sorry, we went to I Mexico. like Kevin, but <laughs> you know, how much jail time would I really do? Um, but, and I was trying to, to, to get the nose to come up and, and some of the people that we had passed spiritedly were coming up behind us and we're they not were doing happy. 25 and a 50. Okay. I just throwing that out there and they wouldn't take the exits that the turnoffs that say at sign every hundred feet, that says slow vehicles must use turnoffs. Yeah. One, yeah. We had one Prius. That was holding back nine cars. On the positive note, we were in a McLaren that can pass nine cars. <laughs> it's safe to exceed the speed limit when you're passing. And I was passing. Yes, safely. Safely. I actually, you know, and the funny thing was, I put my foot down, and I and I shouldn't even say I didn't put my foot down. Like no, I rarely like I don't think that I was ever one fully... gear. Like that was second gear. We passed all those people. It's... I was going into third, and I didn't need to. <laughs> No, it's it is like literally like riding a leader bike where everything's or you always have enough room to pass even if it's tight. And I mean we were, we weren't even pushing it, but it's just you get that same feeling of you're like, "Oh, I can make that." Gone. It's a gunshot. 
Well, you know, it's easy to pass people on a motorcycle. If you saw that video today, that guy was racing and just reached over and pulled the other guy's brake handle. So it's really easy to pass people in, in Superbike. How to end your career in one move. If you haven't seen that video, look it up. It's the most unsportsmanlike thing I've ever seen. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed our excitement about driving a car at that level. I hope those of you will aspire to even just to get the chance to drive one. I can't We're imagine still what it's grinning. like. grinning. Like, yeah, no, it, been... it, it has not worn off at all. Yeah. Like, I am still excited. I still love telling that story to people who are like, how was your week? weekend? People will come up and ask me, like, you know, they'll see the photo that I posted. And then, how was it? You know, they know it's my dream car. People who are my close friends know just how exciting that moment was for me because of how much I love McLaren in general. But, yeah, it's I'm still smiling about it. I'm still laughing about it. I'm still, I mean, I smile just thinking about it. So Somebody asked me that photo we took where I was driving and you took a photo of us. And I've got, like, my face pressed back. And he's like, he's like, way to pose. And I was like, I wasn't posing. The car was throwing my head back. Yeah, we were accelerating. <laughs> we were accelerating, so. I was like, I, I, we had this conversation about me even taking the photos. Like, I got, I hold my phone really tight. <laughs> Here punch, we go. We were just <laughs> laughing. <laughs> It's still, like you said, I the reaction is still real. We just laugh thinking about it. It's that much fun. Christmas in September for us. It was amazing. It was Christmas in September. So yeah. thank you again, Kevin. That was one of the highlights of my life, actually. Literally, it was one of the, it was the driving highlight of my life. So, in, and that says a lot. You've done a lot. <laughs> I've done a lot of driving. Well, I mean, I mean, like road trips and stuff, but I mean, driving. No, but like, I mean, that's. As a car experience goes, it's the best it's ever been for me. I, 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 I think a lot of people can relate to it. It's like, it's like the first time you come to Exotics or the first time you go to a show and you see the car that you had on your wall. Like, I remember the first time I ever went to Exotics and there was a gentleman that used to come. Uh, he moved out to the peninsula, Mike Wilson, and he had a red Countach. Oh, he still owns plate. it, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah he yeah. still owns it. And the, and the license plate is Red Bull. And I remember seeing that car for the first time and going, you know, like it's, you're going, it's, I, seeing it in the poster it, and then seeing it in, in real life, it's just amazing. So exactly. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. And we are going to talk about a polar opposite experience uh, that Nick had. I wasn't a part of this one, but I was begging him to send me photos the whole day because it looked so much fun. So we'll be right back. Hey, this is Nick from Rain City Supercars. This part of the podcast is brought to you by M Squared Fitness. Personalized fitness, personalized performance. Find M Squared Fitness online at m2-fitness.com. Mention Rain City Supercars. Get your first session free. And we're back, and this experience doesn't get much more polar opposite than driving a 675 LT Spider. You know, when you said that, I thought you meant like the fact that I'm not allowed back at the, the, the zoo because I kept parading in front of the polar bears dressed as a seal, but this is different than that polar opposite? No? There's better ways to get a hug. Yeah, but you didn't have to come up and hit me over the head with the club. It wasn't that funny, Dan. It's not funny. The polar <laughs> bears didn't like find it funny. <laughs> seemed like the appropriate response. Seemed like the appropriate. to club hell. your friends at the zoo <laughs> night. Oh, I thought it was club a seal night. <laughs> uh, uh, we hate PETA. Uh, anyway. Oh, people enjoy the taste of animals. No, um, I had the opportunity, and I actually have to thank, of all people, my father for this opportunity. So if you don't know, um, my parents have a 2000... 15 16 discovery sport that they lovely that my mom got to spec out it was like a little gift from my dad and it's a proper color too it's british racing green it's british racing green and it has a it has a almost and i hate using the term but it's like a baseball glove interior and it's, it's a beautiful. really great little car but i've never i've never thought of it as an off-road land rover like it yes it says land rover on the front and it's the baby it's the baby discovery um, but i've never thought of it as an off-road land rover yeah, and so just to be clear, people don't don't know, and I, I looked it up. I'm not going to lie here. I'm not. I'm. I like Land Rovers, but I have not looked into the sport at yeah. all. And so it's a two liter inline four turbo uh, with a nine speed automatic. And unlike other Range Rovers, Land Rovers, uh, it doesn't have a low range. 
No. So you don't, and he's right. You don't think of this car as an off-road vehicle. And we've taken it up in the snow. It'll get you up in the ski slopes just fine. And that's kind of what they built it for. It's a city ute from Land Rover. So a luxury city SUV. They built a, a little Land Rover years ago, and it's not the Evoque. Like the Evoque is the Range Rover, but they had built a little Land Rover years ago, and I don't remember the name of it. But it was it didn't have it didn't carry the Discovery name. Huh. So basically, and my father put this together when we, when I was in Monterey. So this last weekend was my parents' anniversary, and I'd like to say happy or happy anniversary to my parents. And he sends me an email. He's like, Land Rover of Bellevue has doing this awesome, as he put it, awesome off road experience out by Hood Canal, and I was like. Okay. And I'm thinking, okay, so this is Land Rover of Bellevue. And, you know, we all go to the QFC parking lot here and you, you see all the Range Rovers, all the Land Rovers. Like, they've never seen dirt. So I'm thinking. So they, they found a gravel parking lot outside of a grocery exactly, store. Exactly. Exactly what I'm thinking. So, excuse me, we go out to, on, on Saturday, uh, we get up early and we take the ferry, the, 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 the Fauntleroy ferry over and drive all the way out to Bremerton and meet them at uh, the location place. And it, they really did organize an, an awesome event. And uh, the, the head service manager, Raheem Sheikh, and I hope I'm saying that right, I apologize if I'm not, put this together and it was him and a ton of the actual Land Rover mechanics and other service managers put this on. And so we all show up in the parking lot and there's about three Discovery Sports like ours and a, a couple year old Range Rover Sport auto biography and, I'm, and on street tires and I'm thinking okay and then a couple of other cars showed up so LR3s that had definitely been put together by our friends at Mule <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he had air jacks in the bumpers <laughs> and I was like <laughs> I was like okay this is gonna be interesting and so and then a, uh, a ton of other LR4s and a bunch of brand new discoveries which I had never really seen up close I'd seen them on, on the roads but of course I've seen them in the QFC parking lot <laughs> and so I'm sitting thinking okay this is interesting so we end up going out to the um, the Hood Canal Peninsula up there and I'm Dan you have actually been there as a kid what's the name of the uh, I've been there a lot actually Belfair and Tahuya Tahuya so it's interchangeable Belfair is the upper area Tahuya is the lower area by the water I think I think that's right right that opposite yes no Bel that's right yeah. Belfair is it and if you have not been up to this park, and if you and you have a side by side or a razor or a bike or a a a Land Rover or a Jeep, you need to go up. Yeah, it's great. So we 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 all meet up in the parking lot up there, and they hand us radios, and I'm and I'm looking around, seeing a bunch of dirt roads, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. We're going to be doing you know maybe some single track or something like that. And <laughs> he looks across the street and he goes, "See that road?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah." And it like. I don't know if, if if we had been in your Land Cruiser and I looked at that road, I would have went, I don't know if this is a good idea. 20 of us go off into this adventure. And I took as many pictures as I could, but we did three miles in like three and a half hours. And this the car did phenomenal. We, I mean, I had never used Hill Descent in any of my cars and I used it in this and a couple of times and they were they were showing us how to use it. And I had my folks with me and we were laughing the whole time. And I was just trying not to, you know, run this ne up, up next to a tree and give it tree rash because it is a car that my, my mother drives on a daily basis. But I had so much fun going up and down and we went through over some stuff and I posted, I posted a bunch of the photos and on, um, on Facebook and on Instagram. And I have a couple other videos that show, <coughs> unfortunately not our car, but and at one point, I'm, and I'm trying to get the video, there was a gentleman that was following me in a discovery, but I had the back end of our car like four feet off the ground, tipped <laughs> at a camber. <laughs> and, we, and, and we went down this, this insane down, down, um, down a hill, and then we drove back up it. And I'm thinking, I had, no, I had no idea that these cars were this capable because, you know, when we bought it, my parents and I, 
always were outdoor people, but we never bought it to be like climbing through the woods and climb, you know, and, and you and I got it stuck in the snow up in Tinkham, but that was only because it, we had the street tires on it, which I did put better tires on it this year, but I had so much fun <laughs> doing this event and watching, and I followed that, that, that Range Rover autobiography, which I was looking at the prices and it's like $150,000 car and he had street tires on it and about 20 inch rims, if not bigger. And he was, I mean, you know, it was fun because we sat in the parking lot and they go, okay, we're going to teach you how to put these cars in here. And I watched all the discoveries and all the LR3s and all the Range Rovers instantly gain about four inches of ground travel. Like all the air suspension goes <laughs> up. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be interesting. But um, we only had one little mishap. Um, uh, one of the technicians that was following us in one of his very nice Range Rovers ended up with a flat tire because he popped a bead. Um, oh, coming off a rock, too, but, yeah, yeah, and so, but that other than that, like the cars did really, really well. There was no damage to the cars. Um, I think a few little scratches here and there, but nothing that uh, our friends at Metropolitan Detail can't buff out. But it was so much fun. Like, I, I was messaging you during the day, sending you photos when I had reception, going, "We got to come back out here." This was so much fun. So, yeah. I am looking forward to going back out there with you guys. It'll be fun to put the Land Cruiser through its paces. It's, uh, I've said it a couple times in the podcast before. There's a really, I'm not sure which one I actually enjoy more overall. I love a good road trip. I love the asphalt. I love a fast corner, but I have such a fun time just being really out there in a really capable SUV, especially since you can bring two or three people or three people I, with you. I, did, I didn't know I had a cable SUV. And the part that made me grin is I'm, I'm hanging out the window trying not to hit something. My mom is hanging out the other window trying to make sure I don't hit anything. And my dad's in the back going, what's going on in front of us? And I had like all the, this, this car has, I helped them option this car and it has everything except one option, which is the $1,200 option for your headlights, say Land Rover when you put it on a wall, which is stupid. <laughs> but it has a full camera system up front that came with the car and it, it was really handy to use. <laughs> so I was really impressed. I just I mean you you I never expected to do that with the car, you know, and as I was we were driving back and I was talking to my folks, I said, you know, the cost to do it was really really affordable and I, but like my dad brought it, he goes, but you got to add in the cost of like the fact that, you know, you know, you have to have it detailed or if you scratch the car and things like that, he says so, but it was so much fun. Like, I mean, I've always had that bug that you've had. I've just never bit and bought a car, but now I look at this and go, well, I didn't know this could do this. And yeah, it's, it, they gave us great instruction. So yeah, there's a great video of a guy in a new Range Rover. It's the video is only like a year and a half old. He does this entire Moab run with a bunch of Jeeps He's out there in a hundred twenty thousand dollar Range Rover, and the, he did. He does have all terrains on it. I'll give him that. But even in Moab, it doesn't matter too much because that rock is like sandpaper, so you grip on everything. But that's his only thing he's done is switched out to all terrains. He didn't oversize nothing. It's still on the twenties with all terrain tires on it, and that's it. And it's just amazing how capable his cars are. I will say this, and we didn't necessarily experience it, but apparently we were supposed to do it there was going to be a drive on saturday and there was going to be a drive on sunday and there were some things that got but apparently they canceled the drive on sunday because the jeep guys were going to be out there and that they don't play well with others out in that area or something so who knows well when we go back out there i'll show you my front camera system on the land cruiser which is a giant steel bumper that when you hit things you know you should stop there was a guy out there actually that had a an older grand cherokee and he was coming down the trail and he obviously had not he had paid a good amount of money for a bumper and a winch, but he had not put suspension on this car because it was so the back end was not almost not even on the ground. He was driving straight and you could just tell the weight of the front bumper was so much 
but it was it was fun. Like I said, it was a it was a really good time. And and if I can convince my folks to take the, the next year, I, I will. Or we'll just uh, I'll sign up for it and we'll just take the cruiser. Yeah. <laughs> I might not have a cruiser next year. I still really want to do a Jeep build. We'll see. I want everything, though, so I don't know what I'll end up with. One of my favorite guys that showed up, he had a brand new white Discovery, and um, he shows up through the door, and, and they had shirts for us and everything, and he go, and they're like, are you here for the Rover event? He's like, no, I'm here for the Toyota Corolla event. <laughs> so, and he had three dogs in the back of his car, and I have to kind of talk about this guy because they have wonderful black labs, and what this guy does, I would never do as, as a hobby. So all of these these dogs are registered as police dogs but they're not search and rescue. They go into jails and then they go into the cells with these really violent people and they're a calming effect. And I'm looking at the guy like, oh, so you go, so the dog goes in and then and the guard and he's like, no, it's just me and the dog. And I'm like, and the guard? He's like, no, the guard's outside with the door locked. And I'm like, so you're in a cell with somebody? He's like, yeah, I was in there somebody with a girl a couple years ago that tried to kill her grandmother. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like, don't take it wrong, but if I'm going to be in a cell with somebody like that, I want a dog that's a little more vicious. <laughs> As he's sitting here, look at the dog going, don't lick, don't lick. <laughs> so, but it was a really, it was just, I mean, we, we met some incredible people. Uh, one of the couples actually that was videotaping behind us has two brand new discoveries. He bought it for, he bought one for her and loved it so much he took it away and he had to buy her another one. <laughs> So it's cool. It's really cool to watch watch these people go out and, and watch everybody kind of go, oh, I didn't know this car could do this. So Hey, training, driving instruction goes a long way no matter what it is. Yeah. I, I've learned a ton from just going to the mule seminars. I missed one the other night because I was out of town, but they had a really good one on fluids. But that kind of stuff, like you don't know what your winch can do until you have somebody like really a professional show you just all the different ways you can use it to winch and self-recover and things like that. It's pretty amazing. The uh, the gentleman that showed up with the LR3 that was well op uh, well outfitted by Mule he was wearing a Mule sweatshirt and I laughed at him I looked at him I said that's the cheapest thing in there is those those sweatshirts and he goes yep pretty much <laughs> but you know my mom was my mom was amazed by it because the fact like everybody aired down and we didn't have to air down and like when we got back to the parking lot the LR3 guys just plugs plugs the hose in the bumper and just starts inflating his tires <laughs> it's like oh that looks so cool that is so cool yeah. It was a neat experience, and I'd, I'd like to thank uh, Jaguar Land Rover Bellevue, and um, I know my parents really enjoyed it as well. That's really so, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how much electronics have taken us and replaced necessities in cars. Like, uh, I spent a lot of time, obviously, in the Land Cruiser forums, and a lot, none of the newer, newer Land Cruisers have the front-locking diff, and some, I mean, the rear is, I think, still an option even, but most people don't ever use it because they have crawl control now. And the electronics take over, and what crawl control does is basically uses the brakes to hold different different wheels at different times, so that you can stop the spinning and transfer the power very quickly between front, rear, side to side. It's like a combination of torque vectoring plus center diff lock, and they use that instead of instead of the lockers. And for the truth is, is for ninety percent of people out there, or maybe even more, you don't need locking diffs anymore. The technology has caught up. To the point where unless you are crawling and doing really hardcore off-road which you're really not going to choose a newer land cruiser for you, you don't need it well i was talking to to raheem and i was we were talking about the history of land rover and he grew up in africa rebuilding land land rovers and 
he said, and we were talking about the history of Land Rover and Jaguar being bought out by all these people and the fact that, you know, when Ford originally bought Land Rover, they just bought them so that they could steal the off-road technology, the transmission and the suspension. And then when they sold them, they had already taken, they had, they had taken that stuff and tried to put it into some of their vehicles, which I assume led to the Raptors and things like that. Yeah. And then BMW bought them and BMW did the same thing. They took their transmissions and their suspensions and they tried to put them into the X5s and things like that. And so now with, um, Tata, right? Huh? It's Tata now, isn't it? Yeah. It's an Indian based company, which is not a bad Tata has done great stuff with cars. But like he was saying, he said, he says, he says, you you know, he says, I've worked with all all these companies. He says, I worked at Honda as a service manager. He goes, and all you did was sit in your office because nothing ever broke. And he says, I love being at Land Rover. He says, because there's so many great cars. He says, but the one downfall we have is our infotainment. And the oh, infotainment yeah. is crap. Everybody says it's crap, yeah. Well, and, and with Jaguar and Land Rover and things like that. But apparently, that is something that this new, the Tata is is working on. They just opened up a new infra technology office in Portland. And they're going to start working on making these systems in the Land Rovers and Jaguars better, which is, I guess, a good thing. That's so. funny. Tata does everything down there. Yeah. So, I mean, we have contractors that work for Microsoft that, from Tata and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. It's funny what a big... I, when I was at... Uh, nice Tata's from Tata's Tata? <laughs> Jeez. No? Anyway. Okay. So, when I was in Pikes Peak in the GTR, Tata was there with Jaguar. And they were testing the brakes on the Jaguars going up and down Pikes Peak over and over and over and over again. And it was, I saw all the cars wrapped in camo and they all have different brakes. It was that, uh, I forget what it's called. It was the, it was a four door Jag sedan, but anyway, they all had different brakes on them. And I was talking to the guys and they were all like heat measuring them, like every turn off, trying to figure out all doing different stuff down the hill. That's really cool. Yeah. It was pretty cool to watch, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see where they go. I wish they would bring back the, the defender. I really, really want to see a new defender that pays homage to the real defender. Well, no. the problem is, and apparently I, we were talking about this too, you know, they ended the defender and, and there's a company in England that takes those defenders and makes them, I forgot what they're called. Not crap. Well, no, but they, they really do. They go over them. And apparently that company bought like all of the last hundred that came off the line or something like that. But so it's, those things are worth so much money now. They're such collector's items. And I love seeing them. Every time we get one at Exotics, I just get so excited because they're so cool. I had a, growing up, I was in karate my whole life. And my sensei had a, a, a Defender. And I don't think he knew it. And he drove it like three miles from the dojo to his house. But that was the only thing he'd ever own. And I, I mean, I always wanted that car. <laughs> they're pretty awesome. So, Lockers, yeah. front, rear, center, and rear, solid axles. That's that's a true off-road vehicle. I, like I said, I wish they would bring them back. But yeah. I had a great time. That's all I have to say about that. All right. So if you yeah. get an SUV and you want to go off-road, like we keep saying for every type of... Go motor- with somebody. <laughs> yeah, go with somebody. I would have never done that road by myself, nor, you know. Well, but- for any kind of motorsport, even slow off-road and exploring, go take a class. Get involved with some of these things. Like You would be shocked how much you'll learn going with somebody who's experienced and knows the vehicle and can take you to the stuff. And Mule is a great place to start. Oh, absolutely. Like They're going to know who you want to talk to if you want to sign up and you're an amateur. Just say it admit it's like hey i don't know what i'm doing who can i go hang out with they'll find you somebody those guys are awesome yeah all right we're gonna take one more commercial break we'll be right back hey everybody this is dan from rain city supercars rain city supercars is brought to you by m squared fitness personalized fitness and personalized performance nick and i are both members at m squared and can personally testify to the great results you can find m squared fitness at m2-fitness.com or on facebook or instagram at m2 fitness redmond mention rain city supercars and get your first visit free but remember you've got to mention rain city supercars and we're back with another polar opposite driving experience i'm not talking about that dan 
No penguins were harmed during the making of this drive. I never touched that penguin. That penguin touched me. Tuxedo to little bastards. <laughs> so this weekend, we have another awesome experience coming up with our previous guests, actually. Blake CB, uh, Ashley from Haggerty, and Kristen Chris. Wells from ACM. Yeah. America's Car Museum, LeMay. So this weekend is the Haggerty Fall Classic Tour. Yeah, um, and we don't know the route. They keep it a secret, but we know it's somewhere in Oregon. And we're heading down um, probably th- – I'm going to head down Thursday with Blake and be his co-driver. And you're coming down Friday, I think? I'm going to come down Friday, and okay. they're going to let me know where you guys are. I'm not going to – I can't afford to take the time off work to take more vacations. I have Hawaii trip coming up. I've got our birthdays coming up. we got all sorts of trips coming oh, I have up. I a birthday coming up, too. That's weird. Oh, yeah. Funny how that works. Funny how that works. Okay. Yeah, we got Scottsdale coming up. But anyway. No. So – all classic cars. Nikki and uh, Nick and I, Nikki, no. <laughs> little Nikki. That's true, little Nikki. Yeah. So I did, I'm going to hop in the back of either a '67 Camaro RS or a '69 Camaro SS. That's the LeMay car. Yeah. And I'm just going to car hop. Are they? I, I, that's not the LeMay car. That's the Haggerty car. Ha, uh, the LeMay car this time. Haggerty car is this. Oh, Haggerty car is the '67 RS that we drove. But I thought they were taking the Haggerty car. Maybe they are. <laughs> Seems like they would take the Haggerty car on the Haggerty tour, but and they may be taking both. I don't know. They must um, be taking both. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, we're going to end up in a Camaro, apparently. Uh, Nick's going to end up in a Porsche 356 Speedster, though. I can. I am so excited for that. I. I. You know, the funny thing is, we uh, we did breakfast after Exotics about two weeks ago, and and Blake joined us for breakfast, and he brought that Speedster, and after. All of the time we've known Blake, and then we interviewed him on this. We had no idea on that car. He pulls up, and we're like, "Where'd you get that?" Yeah, <laughs> so, gorgeous little three V six Speedster. What a f- it's a replica, but still, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, it's it, a beautiful, beautiful car. Speaking of which, uh, I've had this discussion with many people. If you can afford to have a classic that you don't want to put a lot of miles on, like you just want to do show stuff for the occasional short drive with it, or maybe a once a year you go on a trip with it, an original classic is a great car to have. Cars like. Especially like six-cylinder Mustangs in the 60s. They're still fun to drive. Oh, Everybody absolutely. still loves them. It's a great way to get into it at a low cost. But if you want to drive a classic and really drive it, you actually want a replica. Because you'll get better brakes. You'll get way more reliable car. You'll have way more power. Better headlights. And you the can make them. The fits. The windows fit. Uh, yeah. Things yeah. don't rust. Don't be opposed. I mean, I'm not a hater of anything that's a replica if it's done well. Like, I would love a, a Superformance Cobra, Grand Sport replica. I was going to say, you want one of the Grand Sports. I do. Yeah. I want a Grand Sport replica really bad. Yeah, but I mean, so if but if you get into a Grand Sport replica, you're almost paying the price of a brand new Z06. Yeah, except you have a way better style oh i get it yeah. i mean they're gorgeous cars i mean we saw one yeah we had one we had one at uh uh at exotics at concorso at concorso oh that's because right. we, we had superformance at the show i forgot about that yeah that's right we had superformance and celine at the show that was i we didn't get it dan and i didn't get that much time to get around but yeah that's right yeah that new celine that. car which yeah i don't know how much i want to talk about that but okay we won't there's a um, yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway so but i'm excited i love classics i like obviously we like all cars but the mix of the new and the old it, it's a I good time i hope the new has a top because it looks like it might rain yeah it might be a little wet <laughs> yeah but- which that's another downside of old older original cars they all leak yeah the triumph does not go out in the rain because it i don't you know I've talked about this before on the Triumph. I don't know how it went out in the rain when it was built with some of the stuff. Like, just the way the roof attaches, there's no way it could be weather tight. Yeah. It's <laughs> and just it was like... built in England. So, that just <laughs> amazes me. But, 
But oh, well. Yeah, this weekend is going to be great. Everything we do with Haggerty and LeMay is great. Period. Yes, absolutely. I, I didn't talk about that either. Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna. I was wondering so, if you were gonna talk about it. I didn't bring this up, and I apologize to Ashley here. So last minute on Saturday, I had plans that fell through on Saturday. Everything worked out just fine, and she messages me and says, you know, her and Kristen, like, hey, you should come down to Lemay. We're having the gala. So and Amanda, didn't Amanda message you too? Oh, Amanda as well. Yeah. So yeah. from Drivers Club. So I said, you know what? Forget it. I'm gonna head down there and. So I, it's a, it was a 70s theme, though, which if you know me, I'm not much of a costume person. I do have my Corvette costume for Halloween coming up, which you guys will see. But I'm like, man, I don't have anything 70s inspired. That's not really, it sounds fun, but I did, wasn't prepared for this. Well, <laughs> the shirt we picked up in Monterey is very I 70s. love your poor shirt. Oh, wait, it's my poor shirt, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very 70s inspired. And of course, I was not the only one who thought this. So I was the third person there with the same shirt on. <laughs> I and, believe Trevor Cobb and Kenny were both wearing yep. your shirt. Or, and yeah, we shirt, all yeah. bought them at the same time. I we, we we were in the store together. We were all in the store together buying the yep. same shirt. And it's it's we know well, it's, technically we bought them first. That's true. And then we pulled up behind Kenny and and Kevin was or not Kevin um uh, Trevor was in the store buying his. But yes. Yep. Yeah. And so if you guys haven't seen this shirt, I have a couple of photos of it, but it's we know it's it's a little tacky. It's a little seventies. Don't care. Yeah, don't care. I love the shirt. We get one every single year at Monterey. It's the tradition. It's if you're a car guy you, and you know where the shirt came from, they're like, "Oh, you were in Monterey for Car Week." It's that kind of thing. I've had people offer to buy mine. Yeah, my old one, my old one, my my short sleeve one. People have offered to buy that too. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, we went but to just because it was you. It was on you. It doesn't matter what it was. I just, just wanted, wanted it off me. Just, just wanted it off of you. <laughs> Exactly. Maybe they're just paying for me to take it off because they don't like mm-hmm. it. I don't know. Anyway. I get paid to put mine back on sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different situation. I don't want to talk about it. Um, but yeah. So I get into this gala, which was a riot. Uh, LeMay stepped it up this year big time. It's called Chrome and Glass. They had dancers, appropriate ones. Let me make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> they had dancers. They had amazing food. They I want to talk wine. about the first auction because so many people have messaged me about that auction. So I, so, opened, yeah. I opened the auction. I am proud to say that I was the one who started the bidding for the whole thing. So Thank they, you. They offered a six-pack of Rainier and a Rainier Grazer bobblehead, which is and a big one, not like a little tiny one, a big Rainier Grazer bobblehead. If you don't know what a Rainier Grazer is, it's, it's the typical Rainier bottle, but it has legs yeah, so they, yeah it was from the old commercial and they showed the actual commercial uh when those came out okay and so i opened the bidding at 100 bucks for the six pack plus the bobblehead for the table yep that bid went up to 900 dollars. i i say again that went up to how much 900 dollars. that's right everybody gives me crap for drinking rainier that's how much it's worth right there <laughs> 900 dollars for a six pack of rainier and a bobblehead. So I was like, it goes to a good cause to support the museum. So I was like, yeah, I'll put a hundred bucks on that. But it was just crazy watching the auctions. It was so much fun though. Like I said, this is a charity auction. LeMay is a, the museum is, you know, how do I say it? It's, it's a nonprofit. And so all this money is going to a good cause. So people are paying higher than normal prices for things in a good way. But it was so yeah, much fun. I mean, Rainier usually goes for like eight fifty, not 900 but you know. Exactly, yeah. I'm at eight dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, so so there was some amazing auctions to be had. It was Didn't great they to sell up Austin Healy for sixty eight thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Cool. And the same guy who bought that. You should, we were we were laughing from the table. We we're like, oh, let's watch the wives' reactions as these guys bid. Oh yeah, and slapping them and hitting them, knocking the them. The roll in the eyes, like Ugh, not again. But everybody had a good time. It all went to a great cause. But thank you again. Ashley, Amanda, Kristen Wells, of course, from LeMay. 
for letting me support the museum. I did make a donation, of course. I didn't show up for free and just freeload. It was a great time, and I can't thank everybody enough for letting me be there to come to these events, because what a great night. I'd just like to thank Ashley and Amanda for taking care of you for one night. I didn't have to. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And the next Dan day I went to the... me. Yeah. I try. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It Well, it's the fe- the feed bill alone, I mean. I know. That's why you tried to get me to go to the zoo, but they didn't want me as an exhibit. I'm just glad he's potty trained now. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning after all that, I got up early and went to the... Porsche had a little show in uh, Kirkland at Carillon Point. Which is a ton of fun. A lot of vintage Porsches. I saw an awesome 914.6 GT there. I wanted, I just, I'll post some pictures of. I posted a few, I think, on, on our Instagram. But they, do a, they do a pretty good job with that Carillon show. Yeah, there's some really nice cars if there. You, if you don't know, you can go online and they have their calendar up of, of events. Yeah, that you are just public. go to the PCA Northwest. Yeah. Porsche Club of America Northwest. They have a great calendar. The Porsche Club is super active here. It's a very welcoming community. It doesn't matter what kind of Porsche you have, you'll have something to do. And I highly and encourage anybody with a Porsche to be part of it. Our good friend Cindy runs a lot Sydney, of the... Yeah. Sydney, sorry, Sydney. Oops. <laughs> sorry, it's been a late day. Um, he is still she, sick. I am still we know sick. Your name, she runs. She does a lot of the social... Like, yeah, she does stuff. a lot of the social media yeah, stuff. Yeah, she does a great job. So Ran yeah. our friend Randy there with his GT3. Ah, yeah, yes. A ton of people there. Yeah. So it's always a good time to meet new people, though. But it was great cars. And thanks for putting that on, Porsche. Had a good time. Looking good forward for to the next one. Yeah. I stayed in bed on Sunday morning. I'm not going to lie. I kept him out too late. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I met. I, I had the opportunity to meet up with you guys and have a couple of beers and, uh, after our event, and it was nice to sit in a seat that wasn't rumbling or tipped to the side. So I enjoyed it. So while drinking Rainier, the beer of champions. All right. Well, so, uh, keep an eyes on keep an eye on those calendars. There's still tons of car stuff coming up. We are going to try and keep you guys more apprised of the winter stuff. We know how car sh- car season goes here. Everybody hangs out from the start of exotics to the end of exotics. Then everybody drops off the grid and disappears. We're hoping to keep you guys more in the loop about stuff you can do to get your winter fix. Um, also, we've got, in case you're sick of our voices, we've got some excellent guests coming up. Uh, that I've actually been booking them while we were talking today, but um, I'm going to keep some of them a secret because it's going to be really good. And then we're going to have a special episode probably mid-October uh, that you're not going to want to miss because we're we're bringing back a couple of our uh, past guests and we're going to do a kind of a fun idea that came to us. So, yeah, yeah. Lots, of look for stuff, lots of stuff to look forward to on the podcast. And we hope you keep listening. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. We try and I'm, we've been pretty dedicated to adding even more content there than we ever have. We have some people probably coming on, weird to say this, sort of coming on staff, even though they're volunteering for now, to give us even more content online so that you have more to see. And yeah, lots of amazing stuff in the works. We are growing. Lots of things coming up, important things. Uh, my birthday is October 11th. Mine's 27th. We're 16 <laughs> days apart. Yeah, of October. He, he's an old so, man. Yeah. yeah, I'll be an old man before he is, but... Uh, <laughs> We're really enjoying doing this and, and, and the opportunities that have been given to us, and we wouldn't have them without people listening. So um, I think that's about it. So for Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.